and welcome back to another episode of Can I Get You a Drink? My name is Dana. Today, my guest is one of my closest friends, Lauren Carter. Lauren is perhaps the biggest blessing to come out of 2020, and we all know 2020 has been uh, quite the year. Lauren is honestly one of the smartest people I know. This episode, we talk about faith, feminism, dating, therapy. We're keeping it real with you guys today. You're going to want to listen to the whole thing. So without further ado, here is Lauren Carter. Lauren Carter, how's it going? Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. What are you drinking, girl? I am drinking um, Male Tears from my Male Tears mug, but... No, actually, it's um, sleepy time, stress relief tea, because got to relieve some we, stress while you're sipping the tea. Anything we can do to alleviate stress and anxiety. Am I right, ladies? Amen. Amen. How are you? What have you, you been up to lately? I haven't been. Oh, I've been spicy, I'll say. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, cause I feel like people always answer the question like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm good. And then like, but actually, how are you doing? Oh, my life sucks. You're like, oh, okay. That's the real tea. But anyway, I, I think, feel that. Yeah. I, I feel that in my soul. That it's just, it's too deep. Um, I've been all right, actually. I, I mean, work is work, you know, pays the bills. Um, but I've been trying to find time to, pursue other interests as they say what other interests are you trying to pursue well um your girl paints um yeah she does people are like this girl's annoying but anyway um (laughs) that's fine so yeah painting um doing some reading um i really want to get back into writing Writing is just always so hard because I'm just like, oh, you suck. What's the point, you know? Um, but we'll get there. We will get there. What's something you've been learning about lately? Ooh, what haven't I been learning about? So I recently started reading um, The Wretched of the Earth. I don't remember who it's by, but it's about um, the psychological impacts of colonialism yeah oh yeah and so it's written by a psychologist um it's i think it's in like the 60s he wrote it in the 60s or something um but yeah it's so good um because it talks about how colonialism creates a system of like the superior and the inferior right and the superior will often control the narrative um, surrounding the quote inferior. Mm -hmm. Um, And you see that they make them out to be savages that needed to be tamed. Um, Yeah. And I just watched 13th um, a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and it's the same sort of thing that because this this guy's French. Um, he's a, mm-hmm. a black French thinker and psychiatrist, um, and well, psychologist. Um, yeah, and in Thirteenth, 
you see how, you know, where the, the idea of the black brute came from. And it is something that is still prevalent and like deep seated in our, our society today. Um, so that's been cool to read. Cool and like obviously sad, but interesting. Yeah. I am like blown away at how, like you said, it's so deep seated. It is like the foundation that this very country stands on, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we aren't, I, I mean, as much as I would like to, I know I'm probably, I'm not going to see these issues eradicated and justice be served in my lifetime unfortunately um but how do you as a black woman how do you take care of yourself and create space for yourself in in this i don't want to say political climate because it's not temporary it's what it always has been you know what i mean um something i've been trying to do it starts with how i speak um, about myself and speak to other people. So I've been trying to eliminate the I'm sorry. Um, so say like, oh, I'm sorry, like, can I ask you a question? Or I'm sorry, you know, all of that. Um, because I am a, in doing that, apologizing for my existence. And mm-hmm. that is not something I should be apologizing for. Right. Um, so trying to eliminate that. And I've also been trying to get rid of saying I think before I start speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm just trying to see, I'm, I almost did it there, but trying to get rid of ways that I like invalidate myself, um, like try to make myself smaller to make other people feel comfortable. Um, and then with work and even just in life, when men <laughs> will try to talk over you mm. and I have just been bulldozing over like if they just start talking while I'm talking, well, I'm not done yet. So I'm going to keep talking. Right. Um, and someone's going to stop and it's not going to be me. <laughs> so that is what it is. Um, so that's been very powerful. Yeah. And then, Oh, I said one more thing, but this is another thing. So I saw this on Twitter or something, but when this is more, I guess with, um, like the patriarchy and all that, Mm -hmm. but um, with when you're walking down the street and there's a man coming towards you and you are a woman going towards them, um, the man won't move out of the way more often than not. Whoa. I never thought about that. Right. And so something that I've been doing is like playing chicken, kind of like when, when, if a man's walking towards me, I'm like, I'm not moving. Are you going to move? And you get so close to like almost bumping into them. And sometimes I, most of the time I, I move out the way. So I'm like, damn it. But that's been an interesting experiment. Wow. Like, wow, you think you deserve this sidewalk more than I do. Interesting. I'm mind blown. I've never thought about that, but like thinking on that today, like even in the grocery store, cause you know, we in these Corona times. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm trying not to get too close to people, passing them in the aisles. And today, there were two men taking up a lot of space in 
in one yes, aisle that like I could, I, as they do. <laughs> um, and I couldn't walk past them. And I'm like, I'm literally just trying to run an errand for my grandma. And I, I'm, she just wants saltine crackers. I'm going to get her these saltine crackers. Right. And I stood there for too many seconds waiting mm-hmm. for them to move, for them to notice me, to be like, Oh, I'm sorry, please, please go. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't I like, why don't I say something? Like, why don't I just, it's just so deep rooted that we feel as women that our existence is, is something is, is, is um, an imposition and mm-hmm. that we have to, that men, men just are right. But then when a woman enters the space, we sort of have to, or feel like we have to make excuses or um, try to accommodate the men when it's like, no, we are both, we both deserve to be here and I deserve to get through just as much as you deserve to be shopping. So I'm going to make sure my needs are met. Right. And it's, I, I, I would almost call it like like, I feel like you said accommodating is a good word. I feel like it's mm-hmm. also, like, asking for permission. Absolutely, yeah. And, and like, um, keeping them comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As to not, uh, uh, I don't want to, like, hurt feelings. I don't want to step on any toes. Like, mm-hmm. it, and I'm just like, who freaking cares? Yeah. Who cares? Because it's nine times out of ten, I'm going to see that person again. Yeah. And also... It's just, it's, it's, it's just interesting how early, so I've been just trying to think about, you know, what beliefs I have and where they come from and why, why I think certain things. And Mm -hmm. it's just very interesting to think back to where it all starts. So like, for example, TikTok. (laughs) Um, So for the listeners, I posted a TikTok about um, when I was a kid, someone said my shoulders were like I had shoulders like a linebacker Mm -hmm. and after posting the video that was sort of like making fun of the person I was just like my shoulders are massive like I just couldn't you know and that's something I'm still really self-conscious about like I'll see myself in the mirror or in zoom or something and I'm just like oh my god like why are your shoulders so big? And like try to cover it in big sweaters and la 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 la. So yeah, just thinking about things like that, like where does my, where do my specific neuroses and, and thought patterns originate um, has been, has been an interesting thought exercise. It, I feel like this very much has been the season of life of deconstruction. Uh-huh. And like taking, it's like, it's like um, someone were really bored and wanted to like open up their TV and just like take all the pieces apart and like examine them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I feel like it started to infiltrate like not only in the current conversations about um, race mm-hmm. or uh, faith mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's like, I have this narrative of, okay, I'm a daughter of immigrants, I'm a woman of color, mm-hmm. and I'm a Christian, blah, 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 blah. And like, that's, that's as far as I knew, that's where, that's where it started. And mm-hmm. I never went further back. Yeah. Um, 
to ask myself, well, why do I think this? Who said this to me? Who taught this to me? Where did mm-hmm. I learn this? Um, and where did they learn that to teach right. it to me? Um, and it's, it's, it's been an emotionally tumultuous journey, if I'm being oh, totally shit. honest. No cap, as they say on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a narc, but anyway. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have like an old lady on TikTok. Anyway, but yeah, like I was thinking about too. So I had started in college to get more interested in activism and um, particularly art as activism. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I used to have my hair um, like chemically straightened, um, relaxed is the term. I had spent so long, I forgot. Um, but yeah, and then in college, I shaved my head and um, had my natural hair. And my mother was so terrified that like, she's like, are you turning into Angela Davis? And like, I didn't, and it's also, this is a different point, but how, just the narrative of the Black Panthers, how skewed that, the, the teaching of what they stood for was. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of them as like, this vigilante gang thing, you know, and I, so when my mom said, I was like Angela Davis, all I knew was she was, um, a wanted person. And I'm like, I don't know, whatever. Um, so then I started to like learn more about it on my own. And then I was thinking, um, you know, like I started watching, like doing more readings and I was watching, um, the, the film, I'm not your Negro, um, based on like the James Baldwin, um, unfinished book. And my mom was just like, I can't watch this. Like, I, oh, I can't watch this. And I was just, and she, she sort of like pulls away from conversations um, that are, I guess, divisive in terms of race. And I was just thinking like, where, why, you know? And, my, and then I was thinking, well, my mom is, um, it came from Jamaica when she was a kid. And there's, in within the, the black community, there's, you know, a sort of um, us versus them with like African black people, Caribbean black people, African Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think my mom was already different having Jamaican accent that she like worked so hard to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and being I th- and I think that activism is a very middle class pursuit. Right. And my mother grew up in a very poor household and didn't have activism was not something that you could just go out and do because you have to be working and helping out right. around the house and stuff like that. And so, yeah, just trying to be more compassionate and thinking about, you know, okay. I might not agree with, with her viewpoints on it, but I can at least understand where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been, that's been interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's something I've noticed as well. I'm an actually a therapist, uh, like almost four or five years ago mentioned to me, therapy. Oh, shout out. We going to talk about therapy girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, How can we not? How can we not? We're products of the system. (laughs) But a therapist said to me about uh, regarding therapy, 
specifically, but I feel like this also falls into a lot of other um, components of life that first gen children usually bump heads with their parent their parents who came here as either kids or as young adults mm-hmm. because it, it it's like well you have your physiological needs are met your safety needs are met mm-hmm. what else could you possibly want you know what yeah. i mean um so and like that like like blew my mind wide open because I was like yeah like it, my dad lived for three years in a refugee camp of course like I, I I get why you know I I get so caught up in my emotions because my physiological and safety needs are met and they've never been challenged before mm-hmm. they've never been taken away from me before mm-hmm. um and so now I have time and um experiences in my life that challenge me and challenge my needs in other ways mm-hmm. um in terms of like the hierarchy of needs. And that sort of goes into as well when with voting and and politics and people who this isn't a life or death thing. Like this isn't um Trump the Trump regime isn't something that directly impacts their everyday life. So it's like I don't really eh, I don't like Biden, so I'm just not gonna vote for him or not gonna vote. And it's because you, you don't feel like you don't have that, that, that like, um, I don't know, direct impact. Yeah. Like an immediate, it's not an immediate threat to you. Right. And it's, Mm -hmm. so it's easier to ignore and it's not until, excuse me, it's not until you either have, you have your eyes opened, whether it's through a direct life experience or, Mm -hmm through understanding um but that's something that's been really frustrating yeah just hearing people and their just their opinions on i mean obviously there's there's so i can talk about the issues with our government for (laughs) days like i was literally reading the constitution because i was just like i need to understand this and Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> literally our voting system makes no sense. The electoral college is dumb. But, I think you know, we woke up at 7 a.m. one morning and literally like that was the first words we uttered to each other that day was like, what is with the two-party system? <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I had so a uh, sidebar. I think you know this, but um, I was on the dating apps um, and had a three-day-long argument with someone about capitalism. Um, and he was saying that, because I'm, okay, I think socialism as a theory is great. Obviously, there's the size of the country is, is, is very large and there's different, there's a human nature that mm-hmm. affects it and then can turn it into a bad thing. And so he was giving examples of, of socialist societies that have not worked and said that I'm a believer that correlation is causation and I was like you are stupid you're stupid (laughs) and I just got I blew up I blew up and I I, you know I got I got left on red it's fine (laughs) I was like maybe I'm a little bit too stubborn but like that's like stats 101 correlation is not causation that's a dangerous assumption to make but I, I digress 
I don't even remember what we're talking about. I just got so heated again. Well, let's let's talk about dating then. And let's talk oh, about dating. I just hey, if my future my future uh, husband is listening. <laughs> hi. <laughs> uh, I have this I'm running waiting. joke. <laughs> I have this running joke with like every single guest uh, that's been on this far, aka Nick and Anthony, uh, that the only two people listening to this podcast right now are probably my mom and the mother of my guest. So Dana's mom, hey, <laughs> you know some, you know some eligible people. Come on, come on. The, the other day, I like, I looked up from my phone and I, I looked at her and I go, "You're so lucky you don't have to date anymore." <laughs> it's the worst. I she was like, like "I feel apps, so bad for you. I feel so bad for you." <laughs> it's it's actually it's bad. Um, I feel like dating apps is where romance goes to die mm -hmm. and it's not a it's not a a quick death it's a painful slow and painful death, death. Mm -hmm. and i feel like being in boston as a person of color it is infinitely more <laughs> difficult because it's like nobody okay first you got to weed through all the patagonia and um the the boat shoes and Nothing. the vineyard like, vines and the look i'm not you do you fam um that's just not my my vibe you know what i'm saying like it's not my vibe um <laughs> but okay let's okay, let's look at our dating pool you know like yeah as women of color mm -hmm. as uh, young Christian Christian women that like that's like a, a drop in the ocean <laughs> they like there's plenty of fish in the sea oh honey no <laughs> no 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 no, no. Uh, and this then it's a, like a, you it's look at that pond. pool yeah you look at that pool and then you're like okay uh you do a litmus test you go all right who has moderate or yeah <laughs> like when people list their political views i'm like this people are like you shouldn't you know judge based on no how it no work it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that you i heard need... what i said to that guy like, <laughs> it's not gonna work. i'm like i need to be with someone that is going to vote in favor of my rights as a person yeah <laughs> like I just it's not that I, hard but apparently it is it's just it is hard in these streets like let me tell you and I'm already not a fan of judging people I mean okay hypocrisy I just judged all of those Patagonia men but there's other factors here um but yeah I'm not a huge fan of looking at what someone chooses to present and making a judgment about them as a person um, and our compatibility. That being said though, there are things that I know right off the bat just wouldn't work. Like if someone says blue lives matter, swipe left. Um, if they, if they, I don't know. Okay. Look, I feel bad for these Patagonia men now. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I own a Patagonia. I That's like, too. I have a black friend. <laughs> it's just, I just don't know what we talk about. Also, they probably wouldn't, let's, ju let's just name it, there's racism here. Mm. And they wouldn't swipe on me either. 
So let's just, let's just not beat around. Let's call out the elephant in the room. It, yeah, there is an elephant and it is, I was almost said mooing. Wow. <laughs> um, what do, do elephants make sounds? Yeah, they do the, the thing with the their trunks. Ah! Yeah. Oh, geez. That was embarrassing. We are college educated women. We'll have you know. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Oh, my doggy. Hi, doggy. Oh, he wants me to pick him up. What were we? T- we're t- oh yeah, racism. Um, and so there's that. And okay, I don't think that I am ugly. You're not. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but going, I was talking to my mother about this. Um, and you go on these apps, and on Hinge specifically, you can see who likes you. Mm-hmm. I'll get like one or two and I'm just like, am I ugly? But then I'm like, oh no, I'm not. It's just, I'm not skinny, white, and blonde. So. You remember that meme or was it a tweet where it was like, how old were you when you realized like mm-hmm. as, a, as a person of color, you're not ugly. You're just around too many white people there and it is. Eurocentric beauty beauty like ideals and it uh, (laughs) like I could go on a rant for hours about it's yeah and it's I found that you know you think in the church it would be a little bit more open-minded um but it is not um at least in the Boston area people uh are still, I will say, racist. I'll just call it racist. What's that um, joke where it's like, Boston's like a different kind of racist. Like people will put a Black Lives Matter sign on their gentrified lawn. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Woo! I'd almost prefer you just call me the N-word, you know? Just, let's just, let's just not, like... <laughs> Don't put roses on a garbage can, okay? Like, let's just, <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest. Let's call it for what it is. Let's just call it what it is. And, yeah, it's, it's, I've met too many people who are just like, yeah, like, Black Lives Matter. And that was not supposed to be a white person impression. I, I know you're thinking it, people listening. That's not what that was. <laughs> That's just how it came out. But anyway... <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay, you know, you that's that's on you that you thought that that was just, <laughs> but anyway, and they say Black Lives Matter, all of that. Yes, let's oh, justice for Breonna Taylor. Yes, okay, um, who are your friends? Do they let's all look like it. you? And, um, let's talk about it. Are you have you, uh, Takes the church, Lauren Carter. Take us yeah. to church. Ooh, the amount of texts I got. How can I be a better ally? Mm. Do I? Do I look like your teacher? Do I look like Google to you? Am I? Are you? Am I? Are you paying for these services? Because if I'm <laughs> going to be doing work for you, I would like some compensation. Um, and also, have we spoken before? <laughs> Is this our first conversation? And you're like, I don't, I'm not, no, uh-uh. 
No. Am I am I your token? Am I I mean am I am I your token black friend? <laughs> I, acquaintance, I would say, because not we're not friends. But anyway. So yeah, there's all of that. That's just I thought so from New York for the people at home. And I thought, you know, oh, like New York is a little bit too big. Like, let me try to find a place that's just, that's smaller, but still a city. And I got to tell you, Boston is a hellscape. It is. I, I don't, I got nothing. I got no redeeming quality. The Charles is nice. <laughs> um, it, very scenic. Um, you know, there's the Boston Marathon, um, that's lit. Um, what else? There's, there's, um, that Boston Marathon, huh? Um, <laughs> I'm just going to take a sip of tea while I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's all I got. Um, Boston has been brutal. It has chewed me up, spit me out, and slapped me in the face. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. I have never been more aware of my blackness slash otherness. Because hmm. it's not even just being black, but it's also my interests my but yeah interests mm-hmm. like i it i've had a, such a hard time trying to find finding a community here that i thought you know i i hoped that church would be the thing mm-hmm. but um as we know churches can sometimes create more divides than it build brings people together um and I also just felt like I just didn't really have a lot in common with people here. I'm not one to, you know, hey, I enjoy a good beverage, okay? Right. Uh, and, I, I, you know, hey, I can go out to a bar, but um, I'd like to do something else. <laughs> and yep. that's all that you got here. Um you know, sometimes I just, I, I, my liver would like to take a break. Um, I also don't like standing around. Um, I don't like dancing. Um, Dude, clubs, I don't get them. I clubs don't get them. are my nightmare. I feel like if I were to go to hell, that's, that's where I'd be. <laughs> it's just... I don't, I don't dance. Okay. I, I think, you know, I, I know how to clap on the two and the four. I got a little bit of rhythm, but everybody's got rhythm. It's every, some... Oh, ooh, that was generous. <laughs> Everyone and I think can... teacher told me that he was like, your heart's beating. You have rhythm. And I'm like, you have a rhythm. Yeah. It's just not <laughs> the rhythm of the, the correct rhythm. I'll get, you know, Hey, okay. Okay. you do you, you got a rhythm. I like that. That's, that's, um, that's very generous. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just, the idea of, I guess it's, it's the anxiety, um, but it's just like, ugh. Again, who are you talking people to? People are looking, I know. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone's staring at me and they're like, is she wounded? <laughs> like, 
does she should we call an ambulance um <laughs> i feel like people look just, at me in a club and they're like are you lost yeah are you lost <laughs> i don't think i went to a um a country a country themed bar <laughs> and when i tell you i felt like i walked into a clan meeting i'll just say it because like <laughs> I was just like, this is very much, and I love country music. That's not to say I don't love country music, but this was not for me. It is like everyone, you walk in and everyone turns and looks at you like in the movies and yeah. like everything stops. Record scratch. Like, yeah. I'm wondering how I got, the, how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> how did you get there? Ugh. But anyway, so yeah, all that to say, Boston, the Boston scene has not been for me. And I think I've been able to find community within the mental health sphere, which is actually really cool. Um, I've started like going to a bunch of um, support groups and have found other artists who are specifically working with art activism. Mm -hmm. I keep hiccuping. Um, <laughs> specifically working with art activism and um, I feel like within the past couple of months, as I've been more active in working on my mental health and just being a part of the, the mental health community, um, have found people that just, I, I just vibe with, um, which it's unfortunate that it's cause I've almost been here two years and it's sad that it kind of took that long. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I've met other great people like there's, I'm just, I'm being, what's the word? I'm being facetious. Um, there are, you know, there are great people here, but I feel like finding people that I can actually connect with and form like a deeper relationship with has just been more difficult. Right. Right. And like, that's what, it's like you might move here, here being Boston as if, as if I'm not recording for my parents. But it's like you might move to Boston for a job or for school or for something, but it's like it's your community is what keeps you here. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like it's what keeps like the homesickness at bay. Mm -hmm. And I've found myself questioning my place here often. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, you know, going away to college – I was just like, oh, I didn't even think about home. Mm -hmm. College was great. And I was in Massachusetts, Western Mass. Shout out to Amherst College. Um, and yeah, and it's just been, it's been difficult here. Um, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. That's fine. Yeah, so dating in Boston. Um, it's, it's not it. It's not it. It ain't it. Not Chief, it. Chief called, mm -hmm. he said, it ain't it. He said, it ain't it. You know, it's just, here's, I feel like. Tell us what you feel. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> two things. One, I feel like every two years, Boston complete, like the population is completely different. Because mm -hmm. it's just, there, the turnover rate here is redonk. Oh, so, for sure. Either Future Bay just hasn't got here yet. Or. He's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's 
hope for the first one. You know, he's out there somewhere. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be working on myself in the meantime, you know. This one does. Working on a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, you know. (laughs) How are you going to, how are you going to love someone else if you don't love yourself? Is, Is that the quote? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, like you can like only that. love you can only love someone else as much as you love yourself. Um, and let me tell you, I'm a narcissist. I love myself a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, so I I love myself, right? But the problem is, I don't like her very much. Okay? <laughs> like, it's just, like, I love myself. So um, I had to update that phrase a bit. I uh, I make the joke that I'm a narcissist way too much on this podcast. <laughs> hey, look, someone's got to love you. Might as well be you. Yeah. Jesus loves you. Amen. Amen. Jesus. This is not a singing podcast. <laughs> Woo. Lauren, you're still saying, listening up to this point. I'm sorry. Do you have any... <laughs> funny date stories Ooh, do i have any funny date stories my first date ever it was the year was 2013 oh i i was this was the summer before i went to college i got this scholarship and um as part of the scholarship program there were like a bunch of us right and there was this one guy that we were vibing we were Mm -hmm, vibing mm -hmm. he asked me on a date you? This date went as horribly as you could possibly expect. Not your first one. <laughs> yeah. So one, I sent. So he said for me to text him when I was on my way, um, so that he would also go on his way. Right. My text mm-hmm. did not send. Mm-hmm. I show up, and he's like, "You were supposed to text me when you're on your way." I was like, "I did," but then I went underground and it didn't send. Strike one. Then we went to Chipotle. Hmm. I am surprised I didn't realize I had anxiety back then, but when I was nervous, I would throw up. Okay? Um, (laughs) Such a visceral reaction to something. Yeah. I would literally, before, like, the morning of any time I had a test, I would throw up. And I was just like, oh, that's just, I'm just nervous. Anyway, um, so this date, we were at Chipotle, and I was like, he was speaking, and I was like, I'm so sorry, but I feel like I'm going to throw up. And he's like, what? And I was just like, I need to, I need to throw up, so I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then he's like, okay. And I go to the bathroom, and it's New York. There's a code on all the bathrooms. Oh, no. Come back to the table. I'm like, hey there's a code and he's like and so like I don't know and so I go to the front and I'm like hey I need to use a bathroom what's the code the codes on your receipt okay so I go back to the table hi do you still have the receipt yes take the receipt type in the code to the bathroom and then throw up that's (laughs) a long time to hold in vomit I was very proud of myself. And you'd think it was over. It's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I come back and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It was, yeah, I'm good. Um, but I'm not going to be eating this. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. So then we go for a walk 
Mm-hmm. And we walked for like an hour and your girl does not like walking. <laughs> and at some point during the date, I was just like, I hate long walks. And he was like, well, we can stop walking. And I was like, oh no, like I didn't mean, like I was just, you know, I, you know, pontificating. <laughs> It was just a hot mess. And there were more messes in between. Obviously, we didn't have a second date. It was just, it was a story to be told. Let's and just you say. lived to tell it. And I lived to tell it. And I will let you know that I have not thrown up on a date since. <laughs> so, growth. 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 Ugh, look at me. I'm a woman. A woman. <laughs> You'll love to see it. You'll love I to love see it. See it. And then my most, so, oh, my first date, and now my last date. Oh my gosh, please, please well, tell the story. I will tell the story. So as we have hammered home by this point, I am a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am also an outspoken black woman. Um, I have a Black Panthers bag mm-hmm. that I carry around with me. It's very cool. And um, I have a Black Panthers quote in my bio on Instagram. And I'm also a Black woman. I have a date with um, this white man. I was going to ask, is he, you know. Is he, you know, white? White? Yes, he was. Um, So actually, before that, before the the thing I'm going to say, um, he also, so he's a runner and said that he was um, 120 pounds <laughs> um, and how he has a really fast metabolism, can eat whatever he wants. And I'm just like, the <laughs> same. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm, I'm skinny. <laughs> oh, you think I'm skinny? You think I'm skinny? I love TikTok. But anyway. <laughs> and then I also, so there's a TikTok that about this, like this woman who was saying that she thinks she's single because um, her boyfriend at the, t- her ex-boyfriend said that he was six something. And she's like, no, you're not. And like got a tape measure out and actually measured him. And he was pissed and he, he wasn't even six feet tall. Um, and I have a theory that men who say on dating apps that they are between 5'10 and 5, well, no, 5'9 and 5'11 are in fact shorter than that because someone who's actually 5'9 to 5'11 will say six feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I brought this up on the date. The guy <laughs> said he was 5'10 and he was like, and then I, I said that and he was like, well, I'm not going to stand up. And I was like, well, if you're, if you know, you are 5'10, you have nothing to worry about. Um, <laughs> he was not 5'10 and 5'5. Five, five. He was not 5'10". Let's just say that. But anyway. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I don't care. Just don't lie. Yeah. Like, just don't li- like. Like, it doesn't lie. matter. Just don't lie about it. Yeah. Like, what do you have to hide? Like, it's fine. Like, we're, we're both humans here. We both have flaws. Not that your height is a flaw, but just saying, like, you know, we, it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. So then back to the black woman, which I am. Um, which in this situation is you (laughs) is me not him it's me Um, and so he was saying you know 
is this your first date on Hinge? And I was like, no, it's actually my second. <laughs> and he was saying it's also his second. And the first date did not go very well. Me, being a good listener, I said, why? And he says, my last date was too woke. And I was like, what, what does that mean? Too woke. And he says, you know, she's just didn't like my sense of humor. She said my sense of humor was too dark and she just didn't find me funny. And, you know, I don't know. I just think she was too woke. And I was like, um, well, there are certain issues that need to be talked about. And he gets very serious and it's like, like what? And I say, well, Black Lives Matter, for one. Me too, for two. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, cancel culture is just, like there's so many YouTubers I used to watch that are just being canceled. And I'm like, okay. But why are they being canceled? <laughs> is it for cancelable offenses? And he's like, well, like, okay, Louis C.K., like, poor guy. And I didn't even mention this in the TikTok. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, Louis C.K. has this joke. Yes. It was like, Louis C.K. has this joke, you know, that like everyone has a weird thing. Mine just happens to be public. And I was like, his weird thing is sexual assault. So... Sorry, what? not finding sexual assault funny. It's the way you can it's that, it. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and I was just like, you, sir, this is an example of the, of, okay, where I was getting at with the Patagonia men. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. not just the Patagonia. It's that we would have, we would just, we would just not get along. Mm -hmm. We would just, I, nah. the line, the, the, the circles in the Venn diagram, they overlap there mm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they are the same circle mm -hmm. and um yeah so let's just say that did not go well um and i feel like too i when things like that happen i in retrospect i'm like i have all these things i could have said right but at the time i'm just shocked that like someone had the audacity to tell me a black woman, not to be too woke. Well, that's the thing. It's like women are always told they're too something. They're too this. They're I too know. that. They're too woke. They're too thin. They're too thick. They're too loud. They're too outspoken. They're too quiet. Like, what the frick do you want from us? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just to be to not exist. Like, in what way? Can, what way do you want me to exist to not, you know, impede on your masculinity? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> and I feel like the more the more confident I've tried to be. I say try because I'm definitely not a confident person, but as I try to become more confident, then I I find myself apologizing for the way that I am. So, like in that specific situation, um, like, well, you know. He didn't mean anything, but like he wasn't trying to be a dick, but I don't know if we can 
say that on here. You can bleep uh, it, you I guess. Can, no, I, I had Nick Pucci and Anthony Genovese on so right before you, you um, were okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and so then I'm like, I just make excuses for them and right. and feel bad about my reaction to it. And it's like, no, there's there's one, there's intent versus impact. Just because they didn't intend for it to be hurtful doesn't mean it, it wasn't. Right. But also, if they aren't called out on their behavior, they're not going to be able to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want him thinking it's okay to sympathize with a sexual, what is it, a, a, a sexual assaulter. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the term is. That's uh, uh, brain fart. Uh, it's fine. It's, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, know the, I can't think of the word either. Yeah, uh, it's predator. A, predator is a good one. A predator. Yeah, I don't want him to think it's okay to judge a woman it at all. To say that you are too, she's too woke, and it's her fault that my jokes weren't funny. It's her. It was like, well, no, it's not her fault. You said something offensive. Yeah. But yeah, it's because I, I find too, like with the, with the guy, one, the guy who goes to be after the capitalism talk, um, <laughs> it was actually more than just the capitalism thing that was bothering me. So like, he he actually ghosted me because um so i was a math and theater major mm-hmm. and i it grinds my gears when people say oh math and theater that's an interesting combination and i i get it because you know in our society you are pushed towards one specific thing right and if you are a math person you generally go towards that and deny your other self. Mm-hmm. And in reality, though, people have multiple interests. And so I had mentioned, he asked me my major, and I had mentioned math and theater, but please don't say it's an interesting combination. It's not. Um, I said it differently than that, whatever. But that was, that was the answer. That was the, the gist, yeah. And he just wouldn't let go of the fact that no it what it is interesting it's it's unique and i i was uh, <laughs> reading the constitution so he asked me what i was doing as i was reading the constitution <laughs> as you do and he was like i still find it so strange that you're in touch with both your creative side and your analytical side um and it was like how how so how is that strange I just, I like things. Yeah. And, and this, I was only, I was frustrated with this because this was like the fourth or fifth time that he had brought up the fact that it was weird. And he was like, well, you know, like, um, most people aren't interested in both. And I was like, that's just not true. Mm -hmm. people are often pushed towards certain things, but it doesn't mean that they're not interested in others. Right. Um, And he was like, well, it's okay to be a unicorn. Um, God made us to be unicorns. And I was like, of course, I'm, I am a unicorn in some respects, 
but this is not one of those things, a, a unicorn. Um, but I was like, this is not the thing that makes me unique. The fact that I am creative and analytical is that's, that's just, I, I'm not the only person in the world who thinks like that. And it was like, and he had said in his bio that he was looking for someone to debate with. And I think what he's really looking for is someone to have a different point of view. He gives his argument and changes their mind. Um, mm. And that's very different. So it was actually after I was like, that's not what makes me unique. The fact like I am, I will give you that I'm unique, but it's not because I like math and theater. Right. That's just not it. Um, and then that's when he goes to me and I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll take it. <laughs> we would just not get along. Cause I just have, a, I can't, I'm very stubborn as surprise. And I would just not, I would not be able to stroke his ego like that. Right. If I thought he was wrong. Um, I'm all for, I, I, I love having um, conversations difficult conversation like love having difficult but like I enjoy having conversations with people where and it, it's and it's interesting when the other person doesn't agree not when it's like on basic human mm. rights thank you I was trying <laughs> to figure out how to say it um when it, not, not when it's on basic human rights but when it's like oh which voting system do you think would be better you know sure I you know let's talk about it but yeah I am not going to just give in to stroke your ego. So good luck, sir. But yeah, so I say all that to say, um, in that situation, I was just like, oh, like I'm so stubborn. Like why couldn't I have just let him say that I was a unicorn? Like why did I have to fight? Like why did I have to fight that? Um, and then I was just like, no, I made it clear that I didn't like that. I didn't like when people said that. And he- He still pushed that boundary he still pushed the boundary multiple times. Mm -hmm. So that is not, I don't have anything to apologize for. And that's a red flag from the very beginning. It's right. like one thing to debate, but if like, if someone dr draws a boundary, that's you just deliberately cross it. That's something you have to respect. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that, that's how they, you know, maintain their integrity as a person. Right. And, and I feel and, like I've let people walk over me before. And I just don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. So, sorry, I cut you off. You were saying something. No, you're good. Power to you. Growing up in the church, and for years, um, even prior to when I was born, women were supposed to be like, you know, docile, mm -hmm. um, follow the men and all of that stuff. And I was like thinking about the story of Moses and Moses the, his beginnings would not have happened if his mother didn't disobey the the rule, if his sister didn't follow him down the river, mm -hmm. and if Pharaoh's daughter didn't take him. Mm -hmm. That's just, and that's just one story. There's Esther. There, like, there's just all of these women who are just so badass. Yeah. And I'm just like, how could you take away from that that we are just supposed to sit there and be like, <laughs> oops, I just kicked a succulent. I'm calling succulent protective services. Oh, how dare. <laughs> it was an accident. You want to talk about therapy? 
Uh, let's talk about therapy. I think everyone should be in therapy. That's the first thing. Everybody can benefit from therapy. If anything, it's just, it's someone who you pay and that has to listen to you, okay? They have to laugh at your jokes. They have to laugh at your, it's in the contract. If they don't, find a new one. Yeah, it's not the right one. Not the right one. Therapy, but it's, you know, it's finding a good therapist. It's like dating, which is unfortunate. But therapy is a little bit easier, I will say. It is easier because at least they're all, they're all looking out for your best interest. Right. Maybe you just don't vibe with the style. That's mm-hmm. fine. But they're not. It happens. Yeah. Like, I've, I've had my fair share of therapists who just did not work for me. But I feel like when it's bad, it's still good. Yeah. Like, okay. I went to this one therapist. I only saw him once. He was an old white man. Okay. Yeah. I'll do yeah. it. Um, very well-meaning man, very intelligent, I could tell, very, like, well, like, well-read, well-lived, mm-hmm. like, had a lot of wisdom. He, within the first maybe 15 minutes of me being there, and I went to explain why I was there, he goes, whoa, I'm going to stop you right there. And I'm like, oof, mm, not, not a good first impression. uh uh-uh. Then right after that, pulled up videos of Pat Benatar in concert and looked at me and goes, Is Barracuda going to cure you? <laughs> he goes, this, this is what I want you to start to embody. And we sat there for 10 minutes watching Pat Benatar. And I told my current therapist this, and she asked me, like, you know, like, when you go to a new therapist, they ask you, okay, like, what kind of therapist have you seen before? What did you like about them? What you didn't like about them? And I told her a story, and she looked at me like I had six eyes. She was like, you're, you're lying to me. And I, That's I the was only like, reasonable response. And I was like, no, I, I wish I was lying to you. He was like, well, I feel a lot better about the ways in which I can help you. (laughs) That is an approach that I have not heard before. I love telling the story because I love hearing and seeing people's reactions because it's more or less the same. They sit there in disbelief, like shocked. Pat Benatar. One, haven't heard that name in years. (laughs) Wow. I, so I had my worst therapy experience, I'd say. Um, so when just had gone through a horrific breakup mm-hmm. and was at a super, super low point and needed to get back into therapy. Um, I found this guy. Um, he, you know, was a hippie, I'll say, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah. But um, he was very much about like, you know, your energies. And I was talking about how I'm in finance and um, long story short, I am not a finance person, but I'm still in finance. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And so it was like your energies are just not the energy of. Uh, there's just not an alignment. There's just not an alignment. Your, sh- your chakra chakras are blocked. But anyway. <laughs> and so he wanted me to go on a 10 day silent retreat. <laughs> um 
I learned out I learned out I found out years later that I have um, basically this trauma and um, I don't like being in quiet um, so a 10 day and he had this information mm-hmm. um, that I you know I, I shared I just didn't know it it affected me so much but anyway um, so that would not have been a good idea but the icing on the cake of this story is we together learned that I have issues with abandonment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he abandoned me, (laughs) literally ghosted me. Couldn't get in contact with him. No, you ghost the therapist. The therapist isn't supposed to ghost you. It's supposed to be the other way around. Uh -uh. Yes. Mm -mm. Literally the next, and I was like, is this some sort of, tactic like is is he trying to help me and he was just gone for months and then I ended up this I was still in New York at the time um then I moved to Boston um and then I wish I could say that when he reached out again I was like fuck you but I didn't I was like I still need therapy so fine I'll still see you but I was just like how does one have the audacity so you know it could be bad but then you can, you can find a therapist who you vibe with. And I just think it's just, even if it's just to, to talk to someone, but I feel like everyone has something to learn about themselves. Like we're yeah. never done learning and a therapist can help you point you in the direction of, you know, where to look. Right. And sometimes like the way I explain it to friends who've never been in therapy before, it's like sometimes it's just nice to like sit in a room with someone who literally has to listen to you Mm -hmm. and will say back the things that you said and that you're feeling and will say like, hey, what you're feeling is okay. Mm -hmm. And that is sometimes all you need to hear. Or that what you heard from someone is not actually what they meant. Yeah. Because I will like, if someone says something to me, then I'm like, oh, it means they hate me. It obviously means they hate me. And my therapist is just like, but that's not what they said. And I'm like, what do you... But that's, but that's, could they have possibly meant this instead? Like, you're right. And they talk you off the ledge and it's great. Exactly. So everyone could use it. We love therapy. And that's why we are uh, sponsored by BetterHelp. But no, (laughs) you can't say that. I use Talkspace. (laughs) Oh, I mean, (laughs) Talkspace. Talkspace takes out all of the guesswork in finding a therapist. (laughs) Thanks for reading my ads for me. I haven't even monetized this yet. <laughs> I'm manifesting it. Thanks. Like my TikTok fame. <laughs> We've reached the rapid-ish Ooh. fire question segment okay. of this podcast, which I Let's always like to end every, every episode. It's 20-something questions for a 20-something. I'm, I'm 20 on the dot. <laughs> Liar. I'm 20. <laughs> I was born in 2000. <laughs> Please now. <laughs> Isn't that horrifying? Yeah. There's a TikTok that's like, um, they're like, oh, what year are you born? And like, and it's 2000 and they're like, and <laughs> there's more. <laughs> Love it. But anyway, 20 something questions for a 20 something. Alrighty. How did you get your start in theater? Oof. I had a dream that, um, that the person who, so, okay. It was a thesis in uh, college, which so all of the theater majors 
um, put on a show and the kid who was one of the people who was doing a thesis, um, I had a dream that he specifically asked me to go audition for his play. I hadn't been in anything before. I mm-hmm. didn't know the guy at all. Um, but I went to the audition. He cast three people and I was one of them. He cast two people and I was one of them. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. What is something you would go back and tell your 18-year-old self? Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it gets worse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, 18. Some 20 now. That would be two years ago. Uh, You're not 20. Stop <laughs> lying. <laughs> Wait, okay. What would I tell my 18-year-old self? What year was what, – what, was that college? That, that's like graduating high school, going into college, depending on when your birthday is. I would say. But like first year college. I would say, this sounds stupid. Say I was it. Gonna say that you are going to learn so much about yourself. And I know everything is confusing in terms of, you know, your mind mm-hmm. and your depression and all that crap, but you will find a therapist and you will advocate for your mental health and you'll make cool shit and you're going to you're going to be a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's really wholesome and cute. Things. I wrote it so sidebar so in therapy, I learned, you know, there's this type of therapy called DBT, which is, I think, dialectical behavioral therapy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like an action-based therapy. Um, and one of the things, so it's like, you know, at certain levels of distress, like what can you do to um, not make yourself feel worse? And so I made these cards for like, um, to carry around with me that I'm like, oh, if I'm on the train and I'm feeling like I'm having a panic attack or whatever, um, what's something I can do? Or like, if I'm having this certain thought, like what's something I can, what's something that's a fact that challenges that? And it's so funny because I write something and then if I like go, it (laughs) goes back to the time where like I need to use it and I'm like, yeah, but, and like challenge the thing. And it's just like, I'm talking to myself. And so I have to think about, okay, when I'm at a certain level of distress, this is what I would say to counteract the thing that I said. Mm-hmm. So what can I say that is factual that I can't disprove? Yeah. And then I go back to that thing later and then you're just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> my, I got my eye on you. I see you, past self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, what are your hobbies? Ooh, I like to paint. Um, I sing a little bit. Um, she I, mm-hmm, I do. Um, theater, um, both performing and watching. Um, playing with my dog. Um, I like to climb things. Um, I sometimes will freestyle. Rap. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not good at it, but there's a show Wild and Out, and sometimes I'll just, you know, pretend I'm on the show and 
um, I'll, I'll make audition. Reunion. Yes, we introduce. Mm. <laughs> Heck yeah. So I do specifically that game. Um, <laughs> yeah. I what hobbies like, would you? Yeah. What? No. Um, no, I was gonna say I feel like I'm like a golden retriever with um, social anxiety. Hmm. <laughs> I've never heard of that analogy before, but okay. Yeah. Uh, what's a hobby you want to pursue? Mm-hmm. Ooh, writing. Um, I love bouldering. And I don't do it enough. Um, so I'd like to do that more. Oh, another hobby that I is exercise, like specifically lifting. I hate cardio, but look, if someone's chasing me, just you're, you're not going to be chasing me because I'm not going to be running. <laughs> I don't do it. Okay. <laughs> I like to lift, but, um, you know, and power to you if you like to run. I just, that's not my jam. It's not my, my testimony. Yeah. Um, but a hobby I want to pursue. Yeah. So I'd say more, more rock climbing, bouldering. Um, the word bouldering just already, my palms are sweating just at the sound. of It's the not, word. it's so much fun. Cause it's like the walls are shorter than, um, than rock climbing. So you don't need a harness or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more about like problem solving. Um, so I like to go with myself and you just look at the wall and try to figure out how you can get to the top. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you'll have people who are like just other climbers that are there and um, they like will help you figure out which holds to, to, to get. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, so I guess more, more bouldering and writing, starting writing, huh? It's 9.37 p.m. Do you know where your gunner is? He's right there. If you could say one thing, one sentence to gunner, and he would have total, complete comprehension, (gasps) what would you say? I would say I love you so much. Like, sometimes, okay, look. I look at him, and I'm just like, you don't know how much I love you. You don't know. There was one time, I, I say one time, it's probably a few times, that I came home and he runs up to me and I just start crying. Because I'm just like, I love you. But anyway, yeah. so that's what I would say, that he would just understand how much I love him. That's sweet. <laughs> well, <laughs> sirs, I'm free. I'm, uh, I'm single and ready to... Anyway. <laughs> okay, that was... <laughs> What's on your bucket list? <laughs> My, ooh, ooh. I want to be able to do a handstand. Right on. Yeah. Who would play you in the movie of your life? I ask everyone this. I love, ooh. I love knowing this. Zoe Kravitz. No. Natalie something from Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm the okay. worst. I know. I'm so uncultured. There's, look, I only watched the last season, and apparently that wasn't a good one. <laughs> Things I didn't do in quarantine. What the heck is her name? Missande or whatever? Just because she has the this septum piercing, too. Mm, mm. Um, but Zoe Kravitz, it, I love her. She doesn't look they like They canceled High Fidelity, and I'm not well. I have to be honest. I didn't watch it. Dude, watch it. And that's, I feel... 100% responsible for the show you being canceled because I love her with all of my heart. I, I think do too. 
So I didn't know that it was on. Like, I thought it was still, like, it was coming out, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it, she said it was canceled. And I was like, well, what? <laughs> but yeah, All because I love you her. didn't watch it. It's specifically my fault. I'm giving you homework. You're going to go watch it after this. I will. All right. If you could insert yourself into a TV sitcom family, which would you choose? Ooh, a TV sitcom family. Moesha. Is that on Netflix now? Yeah, it is. Ooh, I know what I'm doing after that. I was just okay. watching it. <laughs> uh, favorite role you've been casted in? Ooh. It would have to be my first one. Um, so the character, so okay. the show is called The Other Side. Um, it was written by um, the senior Pepper, Pepper D. Shout out to you. He um, is, I think, still a mountain guide at Mount Rainier. And so his thesis was about mountain climbing, but mm-hmm. also based on, so okay. the premise of the, the play was he was um, going through some sort of depressive period and was in his room for 24 hours. And after 24 hours, Um, two characters from a bedtime story that his mom made up for him when he was a kid come to life and show up in his room and I'm one of the characters they're Texas Rangers Peanut and Slim and we had a song and everything there's an album so it was like a not a musical but like a musical play Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and it had like a band and whatever and so to help him get out of his depression or his like um yeah, we had to climb a mountain and it was like, the set was super cool. Like there was a door at the top of the mountain and at the, so my character sadly dies. I fall off the mountain Um, and people, (laughs) but like it's on brand. Um, So I was an oversized baby named Peanut and my, my costume was a cowboy hat a red, white, and blue onesie, um, a a holster, a gun holster with a gun and a blankie, <laughs> and it was just, it was epic. Um, but yeah, That's at the so end, fun. it's still so. I still have, like we have the soundtrack and everything, um, and still listening to the last song um, makes me cry. Like it was such a beautiful oh. show. That's so cool. Amherst College, mm-hmm. dang it. I know. Miss uh, Pepper. Dream role to be casted in. Who? Um, Mark and Rent. Yes. Yes. That is my dream. Role. You're okay. If I had a nickel every time someone said that to me, I'd have two nickels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> But still, I feel like that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's two whole times. Favorite that TikTok is... sound? Oh, ooh, ooh. Um, my favorite TikTok sound is... Uh, no. Not me? No. Yeah. <laughs> Very bitch. much I did not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one. That's my and the, the Jesus too. one. That was like, one of you will betray me tonight. Is yes. it me, Jesus? Yeah. So you can use that for a lot of stuff. Is it me, Jesus? Yeah. 
Oh man, TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Also, the Shakira um, Renaissance thing. The oh my gosh, there's like a new trend of uh, it has the what is it? Uh, Hips don't lie. Yeah, um, as like a Renaissance song. Oh my gosh. And okay. so the whole thing is like, if you're in the Renaissance and, oh. You okay, I'm looking just, it up. I'm looking yeah. it up. What's a petty hill you die on? Ooh, a petty hill I die on. Do you want an example? Yeah. I'd say mayonnaise is an inferior condiment. Interesting. I'd say that... The Office is not funny. She made a TikTok about it, y'all. She made a TikTok <laughs> about a ghosty here at okay, Lauren like, Conrad. It's fine. It's it's fine, right? It's fine. But it's definitely not this masterpiece that all of these people make it out to be. Um, I'll just put that out there. And Jim is a bully. Michael <laughs> Scott should be reported to HR immediately. Yes, that is my hill. What's the last text message you received? Ooh, let's see. Where's my phone? Now I have that TikTok song with the me pa zoo 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 zoo. I don't know. Oh why no! Oh man. Okay, let's see. The last text I received was. <sighs> How do you feel about me saying something alcohol related? uh what's something you're passionate about Ooh, um i'm 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 super passionate about access to education in um underserved communities um i'm working now (laughs) i'm working now um with boston medical center and boston university um specifically on access to healthcare and education surrounding healthcare um, because as we know with COVID, um, uh, a lot of the, um, what's the word? The essential workers are mm-hmm. people of color and mm-hmm. lower income community mm-hmm. members, and they are disproportionately affected, um, mm-hmm. by COVID and also disproportionately, um, well, and also just don't have access to, um, to great healthcare. Right. So and can't afford to take the time off to go to the doctor. So it's just this whole thing. So um, yes, I want to, I just think like public policy in general surrounding, um, surrounding uh, lower income communities that oftentimes are people of color. What was the last thing you listened to on Spotify? Oof. Okay. Chica is this like rapper. I love her. And I was just listening to You Should by Chica. I gotta listen to it. So good. What's a pet peeve of yours? Uh, Chewing gum. Hate it. In the Heights or Hamilton? In the Heights. Right answer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's the title of your memoir? Ooh. Time flies when you're mentally ill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lauren, <laughs> any last words before I kill you? <laughs> um, it's been real. Okay. 
before you kill me i feel like why <laughs> no that's that's how i end that's how i end uh oh. the podcast because okay. anthony and i talked about this it was like because it just kind of slips because like i i always say any last words and then like yeah, it sounds like right before i kill you kind of rolls off the tongue so i just let it, it happen and i'm like it's funny it lands because i'm like the least threatening person out there i'd I like would, to think i would be like dana <laughs> what such fun times were had <laughs> what? Why was it something why i said this? Why this? <laughs> oh, actually i'm like thank you <laughs> oh, the way the world the way 2020 is going thanks i needed <laughs> you this. did the hard work for me <laughs> thanks uh, to my therapist who's listening um i'm joking Please don't uh, call the cops. Okay. It's not just our moms listening to this. It's our moms and our therapists. Imagine yeah. that. Oh, God. My oh, therapist boy. would be like, Lauren, we have to talk. But <laughs> <laughs> your humor is a coping mechanism. <laughs> like, you think I'm funny? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Uh, Debbie Thank Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Alrighty, Lauren. <laughs> it's been a time. Times were had. But maybe Things the longest said. episode I've recorded, but by far the most entertaining. <laughs> so You're welcome. Take that, Sing Street. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love Sing Street, but <laughs> take that. <laughs> Alrighty. Peace out. <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs> I'm ending this now <laughs> while we're ahead. Oh my god. <sighs>